0: All right, welcome everybody to this episode of Next Gen Dems. For those of you who have tuned in before, whether watching or listening, you're used to seeing my other half. (laughs) Up here in front of the microphone, Curtis Wild. I am Chrissy Wild. And this is a special episode of Next Gen Dems. Uh, Today I am interviewing a couple of female candidates, um, that we are extremely excited about. Today we have Patrice Billings running for Missouri State Senate in District 2, and we have Christine Hedges running for St. Charles County Committee Council, Council, my bad, for District 3. Thank you, Chrissy.
1: Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: I am so happy to have you ladies here. This is wonderful, and I am glad to have you as my inaugural guest, so yeah. bear with me with uh, the snafus and whatnot. Right. Uh, we are here today at a new broadcasting place. Uh, this is Good News Brewing Company. We are at thirty or 330 Sondren Street in O'Fallon, Missouri. This is a cute little local brewing company. They brew their own beer. They have wood-fire pizza that is actually really, really it's delicious. good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a cute little place, and you should come and check it out, but oh, that's yeah. where we're at today. Uh, ladies, welcome. Um, Patrice. Yes. State Senate. State Senate. District, district 3. Two. District 2, yes. Right. It's where? actually
1: the largest state senate district in uh, Missouri, population-wise. Okay. It covers uh, western half of St. Charles County, from Cottleville, taking in St. Charles Community College uh-huh. all the way to the Warren County line to oh, the wow. west, uh, north to the Lincoln County line and the Quiver River, and then south to Augusta. There's actually 15 towns and cities and uh, townships uh, within the district. Oh, so. my. And, and as you know, um, our legislator, uh, legislature has... Thirty-four state senate seats, right? Um, and uh, only nine of those are Democratic, and uh, that hurts. Uh, it, it does. I <laughs> that hope hurts. To be number ten.
0: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And we're hoping to flip a few others too, so that we it. can get you some more help in there. Yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And Christine, uh, county council. County council. Where's your district cover? So
2: my district also covers Cottleville. Patrice and I overlap a little bit. Yeah. Um, I also have Dardine Prairie, mm-hmm. um, parts of Saint and mm-hmm. some unincorporated St. Charles County around um, Highway 94 and the River small Drive. Excellent. So there are 38,660 registered
0: voters in my district. Wow. That's a lot of people. That's a
2: lot of doors that I'm going to be knocking. That is back. a lot of <laughs> doors, yes.
0: Uh, luckily, do both of your districts cover the um, community college area?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I think that's where we overlap right. on the Good. east side yeah, of uh, Senate District, too. At sure. Least, so. Um, we've got a lot of things in common. Even if we didn't overlap, there uh, there are a lot of issues that need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Christine within the county, uh, hopefully myself statewide and... You know, right. we we will definitely work closely together because right. I, yeah. I see this is done. I see. Uh, sure. You know. <laughs> you know, and and that's
0: that's creating the necessary layers of support um, in Missouri, and uh, that's one of the things that I want to talk about today is uh, how difficult it is uh, for women, um, especially women in politics, women in the Democratic Party. Oh, good lord! <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, it, it's it has. Traditionally been difficult, but I see that sea change happening. Yeah. I believe, uh, and I'm, yeah, I've heard Christine say the same thing that um, the change is about to happen. We're going to flip some of these seats, and not only are we going to flip them blue. Uh, but we're going to flip them from men to women. Right. And I have heard over the last few months from men and women both that uh, they wish that there were, you know, many, many more uh, women in, in politics. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, right. uh, uh, you know, there's more compassion there. There's more understanding. There's more working across the aisle. Um, yeah. Women are just better at, uh, you know, ferreting out. Uh, the problems of their
0: constituents and yes. listening to it's the control. the heart connection yeah.
1: exactly. And,
2: and, and I don't want to say intrinsically that women are better than men. That's not right. That's no, not, not what at all. know nope. we're talking about representation. Yes, and the point of view that we bring to the table absolutely, is absolutely different, and it's absolutely necessary, and it's missing in so many of these circumstances.
0: You hit the that's nail right, right on uh, the head I right there, more. for yeah. sure. Yeah, you
1: know, and and the and the, the, to expand on that. Um, you know what? let's give women a chance because yes. we haven't had that in the past, yes, and what we've been relying on is the uh, um, I, I call it old school uh, perspective of you know of men in politics who yeah. might not necessarily understand uh, their the, the majority of their constituents are women, and we need this to happen and um, you know, I haven't seen that. it's been sorely lacking in a lot of these areas. And Christine and I both, I think, hope to change that. Yeah. Right. right.
0: And I know you both feel the same way. There are many things that outright enrage me when I hear people say (laughs) yeah we'll go there that's exactly right (laughs) one of those uh, oh good where do I start uh no but when it comes to to that when when people refer to the suffragettes and their movement and the changes that they made for us um it's insulting to me as a woman when I hear other women say, well, I don't vote because I don't want to get called for jury duty. Oh, that's that's the, like, probably the worst excuse I've ever heard.
1: Well, it is. Uh, my voice
0: doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, yeah. How many generations of ingrained negativity that we're still trying to overcome What's it going to take for us to let women know that their voices matter? What's it going to take for us to get our male counterparts to understand that women's voices matter?
1: Well, I, I, I'm going I'm to start, if you don't mind, because I can honestly tell you that I know historically change has come from women, Uh, women's grassroots movements and women speaking up. And it's taken a lot of toll on on many generations of women. The suffragettes that you mentioned are are case in point. They were uh, subjugated. They were denigrated. Mm -hmm. They were arrested. They were beaten just to get their voices heard. And it took years and years and years of them fighting and speaking up and speaking out and not being afraid to go to jail and yeah. or have their neighbors and their you know spouses uh, think less of them because they knew they saw it for the future women uh, of this country and I am uh, I, I, I for one thank them for doing oh what they yeah do. every day but historically that's how change happens yeah. it happens through women's movements sure. and this is no different. The movement that's happening across this country and in this state in particular um, are coming from women. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, our male supporters, and that's what it takes. I mean, we can't do this alone. We have to have the support yeah. of the men. And For sure. And there are sure. so many good men out there right? that and are helping us. I wanted
2: to us. say, too, during the course of my lifetime... It's been easy to be complacent, particularly as a white woman, Yes. Yes. because it's been relatively easy for me. Yes, yes, there's sexism. Yes, I run into this or that here or there. But for the most part, we have it easy. We have it good. Sure. And up until November 8th of 2016, <laughs> I thought that the country was continuing to move in that direction that would let me be complacent. And I think that that was an awakening for a lot of people, myself included, that yeah. you can't, here. We, can't. we can't sit on the sidelines anymore. Right, and we've got to rise up, and we've got to bring women of color with us. Yes, and I think that that the Me Too movement and Times Up right. is yep. all of a part. It's all a piece of women's voices rising up and, and needing to be heard. Well right
1: said, you know, and that and that's it in a, a, in a nutshell is the fact that um, if we don't take care of one another we can't expect anybody else to um help us and follow suit um so you know and it's about taking the bull by the horns and just doing the right things yeah. and taking the ni- next right steps which right. i see a lot of women doing yeah and you are a prime example of this having this podcast and giving voice to you know the the changes that are happening and the women that are involved in this change so um that's a big part of it you know is getting our voices out there
0: I appreciate that I do um because I really don't think of this as something that i'm doing um I, contrary we <laughs> we we design this podcast to be a voice for everyone because um, to me, it doesn't necessarily matter who's sitting right here, I get that. whether it's Curtis or myself um but having these conversations like we do. Because to be quite honest with you, never in my life, and I'm still fairly young, um, have yes, I, you well, I can't, I can't say never. Um, it's been a while since I have found myself surrounded by intelligent people, intelligent women who really had a lot of positive and empowering things to say, but also women who were willing, who were able um who are inspired, because that's a lot of it, is being inspired. You can, yeah. you can do anything. It's being inspired to do so. Uh, that, it, it's been a while since I, I've had that, and that really means a lot to me, and I wanted to, to amplify that, and people in general, because all over the state, all over the country, because of um, our involvement. In politics, as strange as it sounds, uh, we have found some amazing friends.
1: Well, I, I couldn't agree more. There, I mean, on this journey, it's—I uh, you know, announced my candidacy eight months ago, and yeah. I have met the most incredible, passionate people. And we may not dis- agree on all of the issues, but we do agree that change has to happen. That's right. And it has to happen uh, for our, our kids, the next generation, mm-hmm. and. Um, I do want to be a part of that, you know. Yeah. I, I, I Christine hit the nail on the head. It's about, you know, not being complacent, getting involved. Absolutely. And for me personally, uh, I had to be asked, and I've understood that that's <laughs> the case with a lot of women. Yes. Yeah. had to, to run for a yeah. political office, and I yeah. was no exception. Um, but it was. It took a lot of thinking about what that entailed and yeah. a lot of praying, you know, right. about what the right path was. And right. So for me, the path was, um, it became clear that if not who, me, who, right. You know, right. and if not yes. now, when, yes. and, um, and that's the same for a lot of women that I've encountered, yeah. um, and men, I mean, we've right. got great, well, that's, running. that's
0: something that I've heard over and over and over pretty much from before filing of the 2016 season. <laughs> Re- yeah. I mean, really. And it, it has come from, I don't want to say a particular set of people. Yes, um, but there's a reason. It, it, there's a reason the same people show up to the events, the things that they care about. We just, we need more bodies. Yeah.
1: yeah <laughs> it, it's true. I mean, and, and more bodies means um, learning. And, yes. we, you know, we've been fortunate, I've been fortunate in, in that, uh, yes, I'm a, you know, a political neophyte. Um, but that doesn't mean that I don't know things. It just means that the process is is a learning curve. And, That's right. You know, it may be up here, and I may be right here right. about now. Yeah. But I've had great people that have been here before, teaching me. You know, how to go about this, how to run a good campaign, how to be, you know, a, a person of integrity while right. you're doing your campaign. And um, it's uh, and you know
0: while you're while you're doing that. Um, at, on a, on a side note to our viewers, since we are here recording live during business hours, uh, we told our wonderful waitress Casey to go ahead and check on us, um, and we didn't mind. So everyone, say <laughs> hi. Yeah, stop totally in and say hi to down. her. <laughs> <laughs> um, but really, it's um, it, it's a matter of of being creative and using your particular talents people say well i don't know what to do i don't know how to get involved that's okay use the talents that find something there's there's that's so that's many right. things that need to be done out so, there there yeah. are so many yeah. ways yeah, that you can right. use your talents um christine that that brings me to to you as running for st charles county council how do you think that your particular your unique set of talents um, brings to what do you bring to the table and and how are you using those? So
2: in both my professional life and my personal life as a youth group um, leader Mm -hmm. uh, I do a lot of planning, facilitating, coordinating negotiating Um, I spent multiple years in in IT as a business analyst Mm -hmm. which is sort of a liaison between the uh, development, the developers, and sure. the business. So you have to translate the needs of the project right. from both sides into language people can understand. And that's a skill that I think will be very useful in my work on the council. Sure. Um. So yeah, and and when I first got involved, I just started joining groups. Right. right when I first. Right. And and my journey to uh, running for county council was that. I looked around and I realized that going to meetings and marching and networking was great, but it wasn't going to move the needle right. as far as making the change that I wanted to see sure. happen. That's so right. I started looking around to see what I could run for. Um, a state office was sort of out of the uh, you know out of range for me because I can't spend six months of my life in Jefferson City because right. of a job. Right. <laughs> um, but county council was something that I could do. So I yeah. started showing up for meetings and getting involved and learning and
0: so I think there's a lot of good that can be done bringing my voice to the council. Absolutely. I agree. And just in the the short time that I've been around, I've noticed that St. Charles County Council, uh, when they talk about swamps, it's one of the first things I think about. (laughs) Um, Because I've paid attention and I've remembered back to the years that I wasn't really paying attention. I've always been a voter, not always paid attention. Shame on me.
1: Same,
0: same. Yep. Um, and I am so glad that somebody like you decided to take the bull by the horns Amen. And, Amen. and step up because that's kind of a scary arena. Um, there are people I hear who decide to run for uh, other statewide seats because they don't want to run for county council, <laughs> so good on you. Oh, yeah, you go right good down. on you. Yes. <laughs> no. No. I think I think you are you are right where you should be. I believe that. Definitely. Wonderful. And Patrice, how about you? What, um, what Personal talents. Uh, I know you have many, <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but which one, you know, how in particular do you think uh, is that going to not only help you in your campaign, but when you win?
1: Well, thank you. And that's the way I look at it. I see this as done. Um, I come from a background of public service for uh, almost 29 years. I was a public servant. I was a, a police officer, a police right. helicopter pilot. And I, I want to...
0: First c- female in the nation.
1: That's right. <laughs> Thank you for that plug. Um, and I've been involved in many, um, not only women's service organizations, but uh, organizations uh, around the state that um, are, uh, you know, nonprofits that help the people in their, con- right. their communities and, and the constituents and so forth. So I want to continue to serve. Right. And this, this is the next level because what I've seen is that um, some of the people and uh, especially my opponent in this race are, are not there for the reasons that no. uh, most people want to serve the public Absolutely. and that's just those words, serve the public mm-hmm. um, some of these people are there for their own agenda Yep. and um, whether Mommy it could talks. be that it could be that, it could be uh, you know, a uh, 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 right-wing agenda that uh, discriminates and is uh, totally um, uh, against a certain segment of the population. Um, I don't know what the reasons are, but I do know that what's been missing in our communities here, uh, at least in St. Charles County, is the fact that The voices of the people are not being listened to. Absolutely
0: Absolutely right. I want
1: to be a voice for that. I've heard, and I've said this before. I've heard the rage that people are, um, you know, talking about. And please, you know, do something about X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Um, And uh, you know, my my opponent is is a case in point. He won't even listen to constituents that have an opposing opinion from him. I. I want to hear people's issues. I yeah. want to hear what's important to people. That's right. I want to be that voice. Otherwise, how
0: can you claim to represent that's people right. as a whole that's instead of just right. the people that agree with you? Yeah.
1: Exactly. That
0: doesn't make any sense no, to me. Doesn't. No, it
2: doesn't. There's always the chance that you're going to hear something that's going to key something up in you and say, oh, you really you have a point. Maybe I'm going to change the way I think about this. Right. There's always exactly. That or at least
0: take yeah, other things always, into consideration. You have to
2: listen.
1: Yes. That's absolutely right. We can't be so closed-minded that we don't hear the other side and the needs of the other side. It definitely drives um, how how change happens because, yeah. you know, we, we just can't be all about our own opinions and, yeah. and think that we're going to go to uh, uh, St. Charles County Council or the State Senate and, and uh, you know, uh, espouse our own viewpoints right, without... Right you know, taking what the people really want, yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely right. their opinions to heart. And
0: I've I've heard people say, you know, even if I don't personally uh, agree with something, if my constituents tell me or are overwhelmingly in favor of yeah. something, I will vote in favor of, of what they want.
1: Yeah, when did that change? Uh, I mean, you know, when, when right. did it come... Become. When um,
0: do we stop serving the people <laughs> and start it. serving that's corporations that are not people? That's the problem.
1: It's that is the problem. Big, big, huge, dark money. Yes. Uh, big business and everything that drives that instead of, you know, let's look at our overcrowding school situations, you know, communities that are growing leaps and bounds but don't have an answer to uh, education problems.
0: How dare us expect or ask them to fully fund our educational systems? That's right.
1: That's right. Uh, Let's take a look just in St. Charles County about the traffic and infrastructure problems right. that we're, I mean, it's wonderful that we're growing, but we're not addressing the problems that come with that growth. Right. And this is just one region of In St. Charles County. That's right.
0: Right. right. So in St. Charles County, how do you think that you would be able to facilitate that conversation um, to alleviate those concerns and, and those issues? So
2: I think it has to do with the budget. And yeah. how that's handled and how the the county executive proposes to allocate money in the budget. I think there's a huge problem there. I think there's a lot of cronyism. Yes. And I think there's a lot of, you scratch my back and I'll scratch yours. Absolutely. And in the meantime, roads are falling apart, right? In the meantime, there are things that are not getting done. There are services that are needed in the county that are not being provided for. As of December 2017, the county health yes, department stopped providing STD testing. Yeah.
0: Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that. Yeah. And, wow. And, and
2: they claimed it was for budgetary reasons. There's, there's, I can go on about the health department. They uh, canceled two back-to-school immunization drives last year because they didn't have their staff, because they were
0: losing staff? Well, just so people know, for actually a bit cheaper, um, you know, for people who struggle or don't have health insurance, the, the services that St. Charles County no longer provides, St. Louis County does.
2: Right, and that's who they refer them to. That's yes. in the article that I read. And here. that's they sad. Said if we're going to refer anybody who needs STD testing to St. Louis County, despite the fact that the the rate of rise of STDs of incidents in the county have increased over the last 15 years, they've continued
0: to go up. And yet so of- does that coincide at all with our um, uptick in intravenous drug use as far as opioids and things like that? That
2: I don't know. It, it so could. It could very well. It, yeah. it
1: could, but the, the larger uh, issue is the fact that People, thank you so thank much. Thank you. The people are paying their taxes to have these services, not to have these services withdrawn, and, set, and being told that we have to go to the next county to get these services. Well, I don't
0: pay taxes in the next county. Yeah, exactly. Why should I?
1: Exactly, And then we become a burden on uh-huh. that county. You know, Absolutely. That's passing the buck, and yeah. Christine's and, got and it right.
2: The people who most would take advantage of STD testing at the county health department are people who don't have a uh, general practitioner who don't have insurance? Yeah, right. So they're hurting the least fortunate people in the Absol- county, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and encouraging familiar. them to, go to yes. because they don't want them, yes. rather than helping them. Yes, they try to encourage them to move away. And see, mm-hmm. that's that's a problem that if think, you can't
0: afford it, move away. Well, if you don't like it, go somewhere else. Yeah. That's insane. It's about denying
1: a problem even
0: yes. It exists. Yes, yes. No, and right.
1: the fact that. Um, if we close our eyes to this then nobody will think that we have this problem right, instead right, right. of addressing it for our residents that live here and yeah. helping them uh, it's again it's taking um, uh, the services that are needed and just saying we don't have that problem I don't see anything do you yeah and you know, oh yeah and moving it to another Missouri
0: county. has been really good at putting blinders on. Yeah to, you're right, certain issues and the rest of the country is looking at us like, what's wrong with you? It's not our citizens. I promise you, we're not all that crazy. It just happens to be the people who can get the most corrupt political money to get in there to make these decisions and claim that they're the voices of the people. This state Blows my mind. <laughs>
1: have, you, have we come a little be, become a little backwards? Uh, we are. Um, we're regressing. Yes, and that's what no I'm afraid of. That the NAACP has issued a travel uh, a ban. I mean, <laughs> uh, I do not. Uh, I mean, I totally agree with their. Yeah. And it's listen. I went it's to sad. a legislative update in August of last year, where the St. Charles County elected officials. Um, both state and uh, county, were there scratching their heads about why this state can't attract growth and uh, more population. Oh, really? Population's moving into certain parts of St. Charles County, but they're moving in from other parts of the state. We are losing populace because of our antiquated uh, thinking about certain segments of our population. That's right. And by discriminating against those yes. populations and by uh, eroding, one, yeah. women's rights and uh, health care options right. and, uh, you know, the fact that our our uh, rural areas are closing schools and yeah. hospitals.
0: Exactly. Directing funds away from the places who, who need it the most. Or places who need it just as much just because, you know, county or town A has a higher population of, of wealthy people or people who make a higher median income. And in St. Charles County, we see that because St. Charles County is the wealthiest county in the state of Missouri. Absolutely.
2: But you go other no places. That less fortunate people in the county should not be served. Yes. Just because That's right. the median in this county is over $71,000. Right. Thank you and there are unfortunate people
0: in this county who need help yes and they're not getting it and yes. why
2: we know reason why we, wouldn't, right. why wouldn't we want to
1: help our neighbors our communities i just don't know you know what they tell thinking. you they
0: tell you if you if you want help you can go to a church <laughs> those people obviously have no idea what it takes to be able to get any kind of assistance when you need it the most
1: well and we're also you you just brought up a great point you're also they are assuming that everybody has a faith community um which they may not right may or may not right and it's not all about uh putting the onus of responsibility on our faith communities in mm-hmm. this county it's about the fact just that because they're willing
0: doesn't make it their these. responsibility
1: that's, right. that's absolutely right, right. and uh you know, people should have the option of having uh, these services provided to them because this is where they chose to live. Yes. And grow and raise their kids. And you why know, should they, they be punished
0: because they like where they live? That's right. Why should you well, be and chased they are away? Being punished. Yes. In, in essence. Affordable housing. Right. We're lucky that you can find produce markets in St. Charles County to make. Produce affordable right. for people who can't afford it. The lack
2: of public transportation. Public the, yes. transportation. U-Jus Thank U-Jus. you. Huge issue here.
0: That was one of the things that that floored me the most when I moved. I'm not originally from St. Louis. Um, I was born and raised in Chicago, the Chicagoland area. So my well, experience, yes, my work. experience with those <laughs> things is, is very different. And when I came here, um, first time I ever took the Metrolink, I thought. That that was just one line of the whole system, and I said, "Well, where's the map of the rest?" And I, of course, I felt really stupid when he told me that that's all there was. Yeah, you would think, and and I just I didn't get it. I said, "But the St. Louis area is so big."
1: It is, and and you know we're still expanding westward, and the fact that we probably have lost the chance to expand, uh, you know, mass transportation uh, options to the St. Charles County area, all because of fear and, uh, ignorance of, right. uh, of uh, a, a lot of, uh, people. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry, but that's how we start changing things by having conversations and by yes. educating people and by having the, 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 the tough conversations about, uh, you know, uh, we aren't a scary place. Um, right. we're, well, we are in a scary place. Some people here actually
0: do care about That's right. others. That's
1: right. And, you know, we're not being given that opportunity. So um, we're getting our, our producer uh, uh, giving us some direction here. So, But, you know, it's, it's interesting because um, until we start having those bigger uh, conversations right. uh, and letting people have options to think about... You know, nothing is going to change. Yes. and um, If
0: people don't think they have a way out, don't right. know where to look for a way out, they're, they're wondering where they're going to get their groceries next week. They're wondering if they're going to have electricity next month. This is not okay there has to be a solution. And and actually, that was one of the things that I wanted to, to ask you ladies, being that your districts overlap within St. Charles County. Um, I saw something recently that said that um, MoDOT may be considering uh, a solar highway um, kind of as an experiment on 70. Do you think, one, that that's a good idea? Um, and what? how do you think we can uh, make it more appealing for them to want to do that here?
1: Well, I I think innovation and new technology has to be brought in. And all of these options have to be at least explored because we won't know what is going to work and what won't work and what we can fund and what we can't fund right. without experimentation. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, I don't profess to be a, a technical wizard. I don't know how a lot of these systems will work mm-hmm. or how we can fund them, but we have to have start having those conversations right. to right. know if it's even a viable option. Um, If we don't talk about it, it's never going to happen. So I think that innovation is wonderful. I'm all
2: for renewable energy, and Mm -hmm. I think that I've heard that proposal before about turning the the roads into putting solar panels in them. Um, My main concern would be questioning how they would get paid for because the current government bodies that rule both St. Charles County and statewide, I'm pretty sure that they would be encouraging to turn it into a toll road. And I am very firmly against privatizing yes. our highway system. Yes, there's no way I would vote for anything that, that implemented a toll, even if the benefit was this. Being well, from
0: Illinois, I tell you, tolls are not my well, favorite and, thing. And on
1: and ladies, I gotta tell you that I'm I'm open to that. I, I really am, and so that's where you know what we can have a conversation sure. and right. disagree about yeah, these things. Yeah, absolutely. Because oh, we can't be friends anymore. No, yeah. <laughs> I and mean, that's where a lot of people end it. It just there. But I am always open to options, you know, Um, the tolls, even privatization. um, They do work, Um, and I think the main issue that I've heard, I just had a conversation with somebody from MoDOT uh, last Tuesday when I went down to file in Jeff City. Uh, The main opposition has typically been um, privacy issues with regard to uh, putting... um, Technology on a person's car and being able to, uh, you know, read who they are, where they are, what time of day, and so forth. Um, that those just issues are, are you know, very concerning to a lot of people. Sure. Uh, not that everybody. Is it any
0: different own, than a GPS system, though? Or, or cell phone? Or you know, going on Google? An iPad? Or, uh, uh, or Facebook? Any of that?
1: Or, yeah, no, not really. But, you <laughs> just know. giving up your information to different people. I think, you know who, what? And yeah. I, I'm... I, you know, I don't have a problem with the way you feel about that. I do think that in the future um, we can't continue to rely on uh, fuel taxes and or yes. sales taxes increasing. Yes, um, it absolutely. It hurts the economy of, of especially small towns yeah. and, and
0: uh, Look and, at Kansas. The state. Mm-hmm.
1: But there have to be viable options. And I'm, I'm open to looking at toll roads. You know, I, just, I always have been. Um,
0: you know, honestly, I think that there are places where they work, And then there are places where they are overworked, meaning they charge way too much. Um, And I do understand that maintenance of roads is different in different areas. It requires different things. Um, But if we use these renewable energies and these new technologies to create these better roads, um, then the need for continued maintenance um, would most likely go down if we are open to finding a way uh, to do so. Um, Like with with salt and stuff like that. I know that's usually a big issue in St. Charles County is having enough salt for the roads and things like that. If we put something within the surface of the road itself that resisted that collection of water and freezing, if we had a more abrasive surface or, you know, something like that, there are solutions. It's being willing to work around it. Um, how do we support these industries uh, who should be coming into Missouri some are, are a little discouraged right now I'm sure um, so how, how do we bolster that how do we encourage that how do we you know open that conversation so that people would be more open to those ideas good
2: quality of life is, is a big issue I think in, in getting people corporations to move into the state sure. Um, But what I see is that, you know, from our past conversation we've just been having, covering up the problems that we have here is not a good solution. Right. Um, You've got to actually solve those problems. Um, And just reforming things like the police departments across the state, You know, it's just you've just got to start doing better. You've got to start serving people better, and that, and you can prove to corporations that you are a state that cares about people rather than just cares about giving big tax cuts or you know the big corporations. If a company wants to move to the state, that's fantastic. But if their employees don't want to live here, then what do you win?
1: That's the bottom line, and it is about bringing people into a. Uh, an area in which they want to raise their families right. and thrive, and right. you know have their relatives visit, and um, you know do all those things that people expect in um, you know metropolitan areas and, and, and even in rural areas. But it is, I think, you know, as I said before, about changing the uh, awareness that. We should be celebrating differences of everybody that we live and work around and try to attract people uh, from our LGBT community, from our minority communities, and from innovative tech companies that have cutting-edge ideas in medicine and, uh, you know, the sciences in how to build better roads that last longer. And, um, you know, all of these situations, it takes a lot of people to be able to bring these ideas forward you know and then we can worry about how to pay for them but we 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 don't need to pay for anything if we don't have any ideas yes and our ideas are being you know are leaving the state in droves right Right. uh, because
0: we have so many systems that when they were first implemented they were good ideas because they were the next step Right now, it seems really hard to get people to see the next step beyond that because they say, well, what we have has worked so far. No, not not really. It's no longer serving its intended purpose without being a burden. Well, and to add
1: to that, I think what we're seeing, especially from a lot in our uh, of our elected officials right now is they're thinking four, five, maybe ten years down the road, and for their own uh, terms in office, they're not seeing fifty years down the road.
2: It's a very it,
1: short term. Exactly, and we we can't do anything any good in the yeah. state unless we see the big picture and try to reach into the future and 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 see what that looks like. Yep. You know,
2: and, and I wanted to put a plug in for public education too. Go for it if the state could find a way to fund, fully fund public education from pre-K all the way up through college, just, just to make our educational system robust, yes. if we can build a world-class educational system here in this state, people would be flocking to this state.
1: That's right. They want to know they how we did it. They need
2: corporations <laughs> to move here. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, you're so you're absolutely right. There's a lot of great minds out there. Unfortunately, uh, uh, you know, a lot of the, the power brokers in the state... Are are really all about themselves and, yeah. and pushing their own agenda, and not what and and they don't see, as I said, that big picture about what's really needed here. Right, um, they're
0: not concerned with planting the seed of the tree whose shade they'll never sit under. And I know that well, everyone has has used that and, and heard that before, <laughs> yeah. but that is that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And, Growing up, I always heard my parents say, "Oh, I want you to have a better life than than I had." and And I understood that. I appreciated that. I came from a union home. You know, my dad was a sheet metal workers union for many, many years uh, until he retired. And then so I saw the benefit of that, but I also saw what it provided um, and the the seeds that it it implanted in me and in, in my my beliefs and my my um, convictions, so to speak. But uh, where else? Not not everyone is, is fortunate enough to come, you know, from a union household. But we, they still deserve those those good things, and we still have to look at what we're doing, not as what we're doing for us, but what we're doing for. Future generations.
1: Well, you know, and I hear that. And I hear, labor is the backbone of this country. And this State. Yeah. And uh, to think that um, again, uh, the powers that be in this state, our own governor, his one of his first acts hmm. in office was to try to eliminate the prevailing wage in the yep. state. Uh, the fact that we have passed and he yep. signed a right to work bill in the state, it just goes to show you that they don't. Get it about the people no. that live in this state. No, and they
0: don't value skilled trade. That's right.
1: Work. That's right. Or the economic viability of families that you know have these jobs right. and are able to. Right. And how much they their support their community. That's, right. that's absolutely right. And if we do away with that, we are just going to continue to roll over for big business and those that don't want to pay experienced labor, they don't want to pay for uh, people that are educated in their field, yeah. uh, people that are skilled tradesmen and right. women. Right. And, you know, it just, it galls me no end oh, to yeah. think that it, it is all about big business and big money that's, you know, being put in their yeah. pockets.
0: And, Christine, I know an issue that has come up within um, St. Charles County and municipalities within St. Charles County recently, or at least within the last couple of years, is um, contract agreements uh, with the trades and and unions and things like that. Um,
2: So I haven't done a lot of digging into the projects that are in progress. I'm I'm familiar with, like, there's some work going on in Smart Field um, and things like that. but I am committed to having project labor agreements, PLAs, associated with any kind of infrastructure work that the, that the county um, engages in. And yeah. a lot of the infrastructure work that they do is in partnership with MoDOT. Uh-huh. So I don't know what sort of rules, you know. Um, Are our MoDOT workers unionized too? I don't know.
0: So,
1: in, you know, we get to the point that um, we've got skilled workers doing wonderful work, um, if you take that away and we become a state that doesn't have a prevailing wage, that pays uh, union wages to skilled workers, Mm -hmm. what we're going to have are unskilled workers coming into the state. We're going to have shoddy contracts Mm -hmm. that are being awarded for low dollar. um, And we're going to have buildings that have traditionally been uh, built for 100-year survival. We're going to have... 15- 15- and 20-year uh, uh, buildings being built. Right. Planned and
0: obsolescence. Right. you end up paying more in the long
2: run. And get right. less. Than, right. Absolutely. Than, than more upfront and getting something that's quality. And that's a, right.
0: a, another angle that that I've seen um because safety isn't as much of a priority. I know with unions, I know every single union worker that I know that I have ever met, is, safety is always it's number tantamount. one. Absolutely. Absol- to everything it's that like they great. do. That's right. right. Yeah. So without that, without that training, without that absolute dedication to safety, you obviously will have workers who get injured more often.
1: Exactly. It's a huge some
0: risk, may it's right. a huge risk. Some may have health insurance. Some may not. Does that not, in the long run, like you said, end up costing more by putting a financial burden on those who cover the medical bills of somebody who wasn't taught how to do their job safely?
1: Well, you, you know, it all goes back to let's get let's just talk for a moment about this sham right to work. Mm-hmm. So what they're uh, uh, saying, in essence, is that um, people have the right not to join a union and not to have to pay union dues to take care and represent them in their workplace uh, I'm sorry but that's also already an option right. so they're they're adding another layer of that what will happen is the fact that if people don't go out and vote you know and no matter whether it's in the November election or August or wherever they want to move it right if they don't uh, continue to fund um, Unions that can collectively bargain and that can stand up for their workers' rights, then it just then will erode those unions, it will bust those unions, and people will start making minimum wage or a little more without the quality of work that's being uh, put into right. factories and projects.
2: And, right. and, so and
0: then nobody's going to want to do those jobs because they're not getting paid worth a damn for the work that they're doing. right, that's right. And, and it and puts
2: and Missouri into a race for the bottom. Absolutely. Right and it, it will turn fold. us
0: into Kansas. <laughs> exactly. I mean, look at Kansas. Look yeah. at Indiana. Well, right. People in Indiana claim that they have a great economy and while they are not I don't believe they are the bottom ten um, while that may be true the workforce is the skilled labor and of course most of the people that you hear say that spend their time behind a desk all day <laughs> yeah. the people who work skilled labor jobs are making less it's hurting their families and they want to know why the the ghost town are becoming more common yeah. drive exactly. across the country. It's so sad to see places that you could tell were beautiful, bustling communities are now next to nothing because people have been chased away because they couldn't make a decent wage to care for their family where they were living. That's, That's right. insane and, to me.
1: And I'm going to tell you, my whole trajectory in life started by. Me working at a, a, a steel beer can factory between summer uh, of college semesters. I <laughs> so you grew to love Bush. the smell of beer. <laughs> I made Budweiser and Bush beer cans and I earned union wages and yeah. I was able to afford flying lessons, yeah. which was a dream of mine. Sure. That led. Uh, Into the rest of your that's future. Right. The rest of my right. life was predicated on me being a union employee. Yeah. And I mean, it, it. So I am so passionate about the fact that we need to protect these workers, yeah. um, men and women, and the great encourage jobs that they union do. involvement and, and, that's and that's enrollment.
0: Right. That's right. Exactly. Our, our, I forgot. I looked it up um, just the other day, but I don't remember the difference in percentage. Um, but I know that the percentage of people in, in unions in Missouri has gone down significantly over the last 15 years. But I do know that nationwide, women make up at least half of the unionized workforce in the country. Interesting. And that's incredible. Oh, well, I love mm-hmm. that because we I like, know it's so different from the way it used to be.
1: Well, it, it is, but you know, we make up more than half of the population, so <laughs> it only makes sense, <laughs> it right? Make sense, it right? Make exactly. Sense. But and that's that's another telling uh, fact because that means that not only are there more two. Uh, uh, family are two incomes in a family it also means that there are a lot more women that are raising their families without yes. you know a male counterpart yes that's um, true so, too and it's a necessity you know or
0: and there are families where both um the husband and the wife are are in unions yeah you know um Christine, in in what you do, do you work with unions and union laborers or, or anything no, like that in any no, capacity?
2: Okay.
0: I work in IT. So. Oh, okay. okay. The I, work, Department.
2: I work with a lot of contractors, but that's contracting companies that send right. in you know, temporary developers, right. staffing.
0: But obviously that's still important to you um, to support union workers in St. Charles County because mm-hmm. with this area being... People like to say traditionally red or safely Republican. I don't right. believe in that. No,
1: I don't either. Because no. there are ideas
0: no. all over the place. That's right. Um, so, where do you see uh, in St. Charles County? Um, how can how can we support union laborers here in St. Charles County? Because there are quite a lot of them.
2: There are. Um, I, I think just seeking them out, finding out what they what they can do. Um, for my campaign, I get all of my printing done through Minuteman Good Printers, which is a, a union Same. shop yeah. in St. Charles. Yeah. Bill Dahlheimer um, is yeah. awesome. So yeah, um, Rick Niehaus. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. he's my buddy. Um, so yeah, things like switching over county print jobs yeah. to union labor, yeah. um, the infrastructure work, like I mentioned, getting PLAs into place in those in mm-hmm. those contracts right up front. Um, from everything I've heard, uh, projects that have a PLA in place come in usually either under or on budget and under or on time as opposed to projects where things are scattered all over the place nobody's cooperating you you need you need a strong project manager to bring all of that together absolutely where with the pla in place it makes that a little just that much easier and that much less risk for the county yeah and i think that 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 only makes sense that's a really really smart use of the county's money the taxpayers, my money, your money.
0: Yeah. It gives you support to make sure that the right people are in the right places to do the, the right job to well, do the job right, right. right. I mean,
1: listen, how many times have you seen a union-made label? Doesn't that give you a little more pride? sense of... Yeah, not only yes. pride, but knowledge that you're buying it's a It's done right. Hot. You right. know, how many people would want to buy something that said non-union-made? You know, I mean, it really... Does make a difference where products. They are might made. as
0: well just add what? because it's cheaper, <laughs>
1: right? Yeah, no, right. I, you know, exactly. But I mean, it, it's true. I mean, we we value the work and that goes into uh, not only corporations but our you know from our labor force and uh, the fine job that the, those men and women do. And yeah. I'm I'm proud to buy a union label, you For know, sure. product. Um, and and it goes a long way in knowing that. A lot of these things come from our own communities, you know, yeah. um, and I want to support that. That's right. Um, I don't and know that's anybody that does doesn't. Do. Right. Yeah.
0: That's why when we bought a new car, we were very adamant about our new car being, you know, American Union made. And you have quite a few options for cars that are technically American made. But ones that are American Union made, it, it's, it's getting narrower and it's very frustrating. But at the same time, I trust the work that they do. I've driven... Union made cars for the last ten years, except maybe one. You know, um, we all but do
2: our part. Yeah, yeah,
0: we and, we right. sought it. We purposely sought that out for that purpose. Um, do you come from a union household at no, all? No, no, the
2: whole union thing was was new to me. Yeah, was well. it? Yeah, I, I didn't okay. come
0: from uh, from one either. You no, know, and except I've never,
2: I've never been in a union. Right. So I I just from my experience talking with people who were in unions and and seeing the work that they do. Um, I've got some friends who are in unions who are very supportive and, and come from union backgrounds. So yeah. I, I understand absolutely the benefits sure. that they bring.
1: Well, you know, you know we, we totally realize that not every industry you know has that option to be you know. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, from I've I've found that myself. That's, you know, that's that's not even an issue. Yeah, the issue is the fact that people in the state are trying to take that right away from people Who, and yes. uh again you know we talk about why people aren't attracted to moving to this state there's a case in point you know um they people think people don't know attract... what they have provided for us No, that's that's right and uh i'm sorry that's a lame lame excuse and uh, uh one of the things that bothered me no end was the fact that our governor for one and a lot of the state senators republican state senators said oh but uh, we would join 28 or 29 other states that are right to work. It's like a bunch of lemmings jumping off the cliff. Literally, I'm sorry. Is literally. That your, your reasoning behind? Hey, this? look! I destroyed
0: my <laughs> steak. Come join me.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Exactly. So uh, that doesn't fly. And no. It doesn't
2: fly with a lot of the no. population
1: that are intelligent, hardworking people. Right. You know? That's
2: right. Well, I or- think there needs to be more advocates out there for unions and for union work. That's right. Like yeah. we are doing right now. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think that that there's just a lot of ignorance. Like I was before I started educating myself yeah. about the benefits of, of being in a union and, sure. and of buying a union.
1: Right. And so, you know, and I, I mean to cut you off, but yeah, I just want fine. to say, you know, unions aren't the only thing that we need to focus on with regard Correct. to economic development. Correct. I'm a small business owner. In, That's right. In, on Main Street in St. Charles, I certainly am not a part of a, a union or a right. labor force. Right. But... Um, You know, economic development comes from a lot of different places. Mm -hmm. And I still get my products that are made by by unions and and so forth, Um, union shops and and the like. But economic development in St. Charles County is stagnant, um, and we don't need to fuel it by the next big business that's lining the po- pockets of our politicians right,
0: absolutely. that's right and that's where I think um, like you said your business is on Main Street St. Charles I think that's one of the things that has allowed St. Charles to progress and to thrive over the years because I know people who are just a, a little bit older than me who said that when they were kids um, that there were a bunch of like chain places they tried to turn Main Street into like a, a mini mall kind of deal and it didn't really work and it went down nobody was around and what revived it obviously was was small businesses people who owned their own business who came in and said we are a unique place because Main Street St. Charles is a unique place my heart part of my heart still lives on Main Street in St. Charles <laughs> because that's where my daughter was born um, and if i could afford to buy that building to will to her someday i would um but it's it's about the community coming together and doing those things and supporting those people and, and bringing them in and making them feel welcome, making feel, them feel like they want to stay instead of chasing them away. Unfortunately, as a professional, I belong to a profession that doesn't have a union. I honestly don't know of any massage therapy unions around the United States, and that's extremely unfortunate because that's one of those businesses that um, as an up-and-coming, booming industry,
2: mm-hmm.
0: once we finally were able to obtain uh, regulation as far as licensing and things like that in different states, now our battle is fighting people who claim that they are small businesses, which I am—I am technically a small business. Right. I have worked for multiple small businesses as a massage therapist, but you get others coming in and they charge less. They do things that might be a little questionable, uh, you know, things like that. And that's why they get business is because they charge less and they look great on the outside and their memberships are cheap and this, 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 and the other. And what people don't realize is that they are treating their workforce like crap.
1: Well, you know, it happens in, in every... Industry it really does, um, unfortunately. Yeah. and so that's why you know we as uh, small business owners need to uh, take pride in the way we represent our own businesses, uh, how we can attract new customers um, with quality and uh, make it an experience that you know the competition doesn't give, even if they're a little lower priced. It doesn't matter because you know knowing that we uh care about the customer that's and, right and um, you know their outcome um, and their experience
0: goes so along. That That's a personal connection. That all, all about comes too. And back and to that. I think you should
2: absolutely name your business. Well, but if we're I are our butterfly. <laughs> <flame. laughs> Thank you, Christine. <laughs> I would be We're <laughs> yeah. Right,
1: 14 yeah. South Main Street. Brenda would not think happy be in the She would not.
0: <laughs> 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 Thank you for that. Sure. Oh, my goodness. And, Christine, <laughs> I'm sure you feel like in what you do, it makes your job easier to connect with people, to bring people together, to create that conversation and facilitate that understanding and agreement. Um, Do you feel like having the softer touch of of a a woman kind of gives you a a slight advantage in that? Absolutely,
2: it does. And uh, I've I've had this conversation, actually, when I interviewed for my current position, I'm a software development manager, about having the soft skills and being able to facilitate conversations with people and, and, and having that point of view where people don't view me as being... Terribly aggressive or mm-hmm. or an adversarial uh, right unapproachable an adversarial, absolutely. Right. Um, although I I have been characterized as um, oh gosh relentless. Uh, that's
0: that's not a bad quality. <laughs> relentless <laughs> persistent. Those are yeah. good qualities. I but, think.
2: But no, I I think that being able to facilitate conversations in the work that I've done particularly when there are disagreements or things that happen between the development side, the business side, things can sometimes get contentious. Sure. And having me as a middle person is to pull, back, pull people back and say, let's take a look at what's really going on here. You know, let's get to the bottom of the issue. And I think that that sort of skill... Is essential in the political arena.
1: Well, yeah, I, I absolutely necessary. That, you can have said that better. And it's it's about the nurturing nature of right. women. Yeah. And I
2: was I found the
1: the same thing in police work. Women uh, historically have been able to talk down volatile situations, yeah. Um, yeah. just right. using. Uh, you know,
0: verbal cues. There's a reason uh, they, I believe they tend to prefer women in hostage negotiation and things like that, right?
1: Well, you know, it, it goes, and it's the same thing. It's going to be the same thing in politics. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you know, it is hostage can, negotiation. <laughs> <laughs> women can work, uh, across the aisle that women can work with men. Yeah. Women can work with each other. Yeah. Women, you know,
0: most uh, of the time, most, <laughs> exactly. you know, uh,
1: but it's, uh, it's that, I think that nurturing. Um, quality the the quality of being able to listen to one another empathy empathy, empathy exactly a lot of empathy. and yeah. so and I think that's one of the reasons that women are running in record numbers for office today because that's so they true do have empathy with yeah. uh, their their constituents and uh, things that they've seen that uh, aren't being addressed and right. so and they seem to pick up
0: little details that maybe you know glossed over yes. in the past yes. and things like that, but details that end up being quite significant. Um, yeah, I, I really, I think you said it You said it best there. I don't, I, I haven't seen a time, and when I was a kid, my parents were voting, you know, for Reagan and, and Bush and, sure. and, you know, Clinton and, and things like that. And the process... As I always went with them, you know, voting was always important. Uh, But no one ever put an emphasis on how important it was for me to vote as as a woman. And that's really disheartening because I have a daughter. And I want to make sure that she knows that when she's old (laughs) enough, her voice matters so much and just as much as anyone else's. How did... How did we miss that? Well, no, anyway, How did we miss know, that over time? I hear
1: from a lot of young people that just don't have the desire to be part of that process. I couldn't wait to vote. You know, I know. I, I was the same 18. way. I couldn't wait. And now, you know, the the... Population that's least likely to vote yeah. are, you know, 18 to I went with 24. friends because we were all
0: excited to be able to vote for the same yes. time exactly. for the first time, you, you know? know?
1: And I, I remember finding where I could research, you know, not only candidates but issues, and it was something yeah. that was always important to me Sure, um, that I don't Please. believe yes. probably has remained so important to that younger generation. Those are the people we need to get out there and vote. Yep. Um, the older people vote. Um, we just do, you right. know, and yeah. consistently right. and for everything. And that's wonderful. But until we change that uh, demographic of uh, the age of voters, you know, we're probably not going to see a big change in what's happening out there. Yeah. And I think that the younger voters are now becoming, or the younger generation are becoming more progressive. Yeah. They understand that, um, you know, the, the, the mores and the morals and the Ideas of the, their parents and older generations are becoming somewhat antiquated. Unless yeah, they were, you know, for sure. um, you know, very, very, uh, a centrist household, you know, a moderate household, the progress has to happen, and they yeah. they want it to happen. So well,
2: I'll tell you what, my daughter uh, is 20. And she is every bit as progressive as I am. But she doesn't vote. So if one of you guys could talk about Oh, my head. goodness. <laughs> yep. No. There ought to be a law, you know. I know.
0: That, and that's, that's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly it. I don't know anyone who would not support people being automatically registered to vote on their 18th birthday because when you're 18 you're not thinking about that that is not on your list of things i have to do today you're turning 18 you're excited you want to go out you want to party that's not something you're thinking about and you shouldn't have to it should be automatic so that everyone is still not everyone will take advantage of that right Mm -hmm. that civic duty
1: but if but. we don't push the fact that, you know, they're an integral part of our society yes. and they need to go out there and vote their conscience. I just had a question asked me that's being published in an article that was written about me in the, the St. Louis Women's Journal. I can't and wait to read it, by the way. <laughs> the, the question was, um, what about the fact that, and, uh, because I am all in favor of automatically registering Absolutely. qualified and legal Voters right. at the age of eighteen. Right. And the question was, what about uh, the people that say that those people that aren't intelligent enough to make a decision should, shouldn't be allowed to vote? Okay, I mean, here's the thing:
0: there are people they, in their fifties who aren't intelligent <laughs> enough to make are a decent in decision. The, uh, White House so, they're... thank uh, you. This
1: is what has driven, you know. Uh, the uh, um, disenfranchisement of a whole group of voters. Yeah. Uh, our minority voters are being disenfranchised in our state Absolutely. because they think they're not intelligent enough. I'm sorry. That that's is not, so totally no. false. That but is the can vote worst conscience. excuse yeah, that, I've ever yeah, heard. It is. It is. Yep. And, and that's what most people do. They vote their conscience. They hear what they know, uh, or they vote what they know, yeah. and it doesn't matter if I don't have, uh, uh, you know, a master's degree or a college education. We don't need a master's degree I know to some see ex- what's going on. In that's this right. Race. I, I know some <laughs> extremely
0: intelligent people. Who didn't go to college? I know some extremely intelligent people who didn't graduate from high school. They got their GED instead. I know some extremely intelligent people who stopped going to school after eighth grade for whatever reason and never got their GED. It doesn't make them less intelligent. That's
2: right. It doesn't take away their right. No, That is a right. That's right. Absolutely, it. You know, it's not a gift that you earn. Mm -hmm. Right, our right is It's
1: available. not a driver's right. license, right? You can't tell me that people in disenfranchised communities can't see what's happening, yeah, and know that that's coming from on high, and, and and it's a problem that's not being addressed. And that's how you can make a change: is by voting and voting your conscience and voting what you know and what you know to be true, and to know that things aren't happening because people aren't voting. You know? <laughs> Complacency
0: <laughs> right. Complacency right. has gotten us where we are today yeah. And people They complain and don't want to do anything But they complain and then they don't want to do anything And then they look at the people who are Trying to do things and they're like Well you're doing it wrong well, well, What do you mean we're doing it wrong When you're not even doing right. anything oh, And
2: if, in November, if November comes around oh, wow. And 100% of the people in the state of Missouri Vote and you and I end up Losing our race that's democracy. That's exactly that's how it works. right. That's exactly but if you lose right. because only
0: twenty percent of people voted, that's a problem. A major problem. It, it yeah. is, and I think that that part of that goes to our um, gerrymandering that yeah. we experience in yeah. Missouri. I mean, mm-hmm. Curtis. Uh, is running for state rep of district 107 which is where we're sitting right now and if you look at it on a map it looks like a dolphin swimming down the, ho- the highway yeah these lines So are what being you were drawn. just drawing animal pictures on the state <laughs> map or something like that <laughs> yeah, It exactly. makes no sense we should Why haven't we gone the route of Pennsylvania yet? Is my question.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we do have um, an initiative petition. Clean Mo? Yeah. That's right, clean Mo. Coming up. Glad you brought it up. Hopefully, you know, that'll make some much needed change, you Mm -hmm. know, in the state. Right. In the way that uh, Uh, mm lines are drawn. Exactly. And, um, you know, it can only help the situation with regard to those that can vote, those that need to vote, and um, that aren't. aren't voting because they think, eh, it's not going to do any good anyway. Right, and that's difference. the point of gerrymandering, you know, to that's dissuade how we, and, and that's what I
0: tell people. That's how we got where we are. Mm-hmm. If there is anything that you have to complain about within our system and you haven't voted ever or within the last however many you years
1: you cannot <laughs>
0: complain right. but if you haven't voted and now you're trying to do something to make a difference to make up for it because you feel bad I feel you. you know let's that's it. but that's where the change has to happen uh, what do you think we can do to increase voter turnout and get more people registered to vote um, one of
2: the things that, that Patrice and I are planning on doing is knocking on a lot of doors yeah. Introducing ourselves to a lot of registered voters and encouraging them and giving them the dates. This is the date of the primary. This is the date of the general election. Um, things like this, doing this podcast, getting our getting word out. yeah, And just showing up, talking to people and, and get out the vote drives, whether they're put that's, on by that's it. Indivisible or whether they're put on by the Democratic Party or yeah. whatever. I think. And in
0: midterm years... Um, stressing to people the importance of voting in the midterms. Right. And
1: there's there there are a lot of grassroots organizations that have cropped up since 2016 right. that aren't going away. And I right. love it because they're getting out uh, registration, voter registration uh, drives and mm-hmm. making themselves visible, and you know, trying to educate the population on how important it is to vote. That's right. And, um, but I'm right there with Christine. It's about knocking on those doors and then knocking on those doors again, That's right. and saying, "Please, I'm you here. Know, you gave me your word. Let's, talk. Let's get out and vote. That's it's right. about you know putting some uh, people in place that'll. Be able to pick other you know people up and take them to the voting yeah. places and yeah uh, you know just being a community organizing that's voting
0: caravans that's and stuff right. like that Absolutely. for sure there
2: are a lot Which of things we'll be that accused we can of do busing people in from of state you realize that right yeah well, well in Missouri <laughs> you know they have
0: to have IDs so now if they have a Missouri ID they're not from other states no are uh-huh. they Well, when we the can time prove that.
1: changes though and we flip these seats um, yes they're going to try to have all kinds of excuses they are as to, as to sure why they are. why this sure happens they are, because. They, yeah. they couldn't. They couldn't fathom right. the fact that people are tired and need a change and right. want something
0: to I happen. Couldn't fathom that they would might have actually done something. <laughs> right, <wrong>. right.
2: <laughs> There's a ton of passion out there. There yeah. is, and I've noticed a lot of people that are fired up, and and you can see it in every single special election that we've had since the November 16 no election. No doubt about it. Texas and,
0: is turning blue, y'all. I know. Never <laughs> thought I'd saw that I'd see the day. I know.
1: Absolutely. I know. I, I do believe we're going to do this, and and it does take. The fact that we uh, believe that this is going to happen yeah. and convince the voters that we know that this right. is a it can great possibility. Happen. That's right. right. And that we can make a difference in, in their lives, in yeah. their communities, by being their representative. Yeah. Yeah. And as I said, it's been sorely missing in a lot of these uh, counties and districts and state Senate um, seats. Because they go there for their own agenda and not the uh, the, the needs, and they don't see the yes. needs of the people.
0: And some of them now we have their voting records to prove it. Right, oh. that's exactly
1: right. And people can look those things up for themselves as well and do their research.
0: And they those, which brings me to the fact that they have made those things and finding those things <laughs> difficult on purpose because they don't want people do they don't want people to find out. Um, and even though the internet's been around for a while, it really hasn't been until recently. That anyone is really, or a lot of people really, have taken initiative to find those resources, find those things, to share those things, and making those transparent for people. Um, Some people don't want to take the time, so we have to find a way to bullet point them real quick while we go to the doors and talk to people. That's right, for sure. Um, Do you guys remember? uh, I don't remember exactly what year it was, something tells me it was 2004 when MTV had a big voting registration, a big get-out-the-vote initiative. Thank you! (laughs) All right.
1: Exactly. So I love
0: that idea. Um, I wish we could find a way to to create... A wave like that, but now well, I don't I know that's you know necessary. It's think, kind of creating itself. I think the Parkland
2: kids are are kind of spearheading a lot of that. Yeah. They are so out there encouraging kids their own age to register or pre-register. Yeah, that's right. And they they understand the stakes.
1: Yeah, they do. And and as we talked about earlier, talk about an articulate, eloquent, intelligent group of kids. You know that are uh, being. Uh, told by uh, some of the uh, adults with uh, differing opinions that they're plants and they're actors and you know their parents put them up to it. I say go for it and keep right. up the momentum and. St- continue to be a voice of, of reason. Please, Because yes. uh, the adults aren't doing it, yes. and they see that, and they want a better world for themselves.
0: And right? if these are their things that they're doing as teenagers, can you imagine what they're going to oh do God. when they're our age? I
2: know. Well, you know, I, I, I follow them on Twitter, and uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Christine for SCC. Um, but, yeah, whenever the the kids tweet stuff out, I, I'm always out there liking them and retweeting, and, and a, you know, one of them posted something about how discouraging it was to hear all of the things that are being said about them and I replied to her I'm like big hugs just keep doing what you right. That's
1: right. We that yeah. have to be the uh, right. you know the
2: encouragement
1: for them as well. And you're
0: going to unfortunately find a lot of people who um, see that as a target on you mm-hmm. because you support people that are trying to make a difference absolutely
2: um and i'm I'm okay with that that's right and you you have have to be you have to just brush it off we are going to be on the right side of history absolutely
0: right amen
1: absolutely right i I agree with that 100 and and that's that's it you know um, we uh, are doing what we feel is needed Um, a lot of women are stepping up a lot of men are stepping up Um, that want to see these changes happen, and now a lot of our youth are stepping up. And you know what? We're not going to put the genie back in the bottle. Right. So if, if people expect things to continue in the same vein that they have over not only just the last couple of years... But in some of these states, such as Missouri, in the last 10 years, um, they've got another thing coming because yeah. we're, we're out there, we're, we're coming to make
0: changes, and we're going to do this. I do believe it. I fully agree. I fully agree. And I know you both have an uphill battle. Um, we're all kind of feeling that. But I do believe that your your support base uh, in Missouri has grown. Um albeit by a little resistance uh, from from a a large population, but I think now you finally have female candidates in general, and I'm not just talking about within the Democratic Party, but in general. Female candidates have a larger support, um, but female candidates within the Democratic Party have a larger support now. Um, I think minorities have a larger support now, those who want to step up and run for office, and we need more of them. We need right. more of them to step up and be heard, because that's what is going to to change people's minds. That's what's going to open people's hearts.
1: That's right. We need we need more minorities. We need more women. We yeah. need more people from the LGBT community. Yes. We need more people of of different faith groups mm-hmm. uh, besides uh, Christians. We need Muslims. We need. Um, uh, Jews oh, and Baptists. Exactly. And, yeah. Exactly. For sure. Me. And, Everyone. But it takes all of us, and that's what makes this country great. It's the differences. It's, yes. you know, it's not our our same old, same old. It's right. everybody's differences that make things go around. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> and differences of opinions, differences of backgrounds, um, but focusing on, on creating the goal that it's all for. And I know people... Th- Find it a little creepy when you say the greater good, but that's what it is. If you're doing what you're doing for the good of all mankind, it will not only come back to you, um, but it increases uh, the wavelength, and more good things well, happen. Right. Uh,
1: uh, love is, is what drives uh, everything. It yeah. really is, and you know if we could just show more of that in the world. Um, then there, we're on to do great things um, because right. hate gets us nowhere. That's right. And uh, I've seen too much of that, and it's got to stop. Yeah. And if we don't do it now, um, we're not going to see it happen. So, um, you know, we've we've all got to be the the stewards of uh, the next generation, of our planet, of doing the right thing. And all we can do is focus on our own little corner of the world, you yeah. know, and right. be good role models. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, make the, the younger generation proud of somebody that represents yeah. them instead of an embarrassment. Uh, so, oh, for sure. You know, I'm, I'm all about uh, doing the
0: right thing. For sure. Uh, now, I did try to get Megan Green on today, um, St. Louis um, County older, older person, woman. older yep. woman, yes, mm-hmm. and uh, Missouri DNC member, uh, but unfortunately she's in New York, I believe. Oh, bummer. I know, i her, right? Uh But one of the, that's one of the things I wanted to talk about, because it also relates to St. Charles County too, um, buffer zones around places like Planned Parenthood. Now we must realize that if those buffer zones were in place, they obviously wouldn't put in there that it's just around Planned Parenthood. That would create protest buffer zones around other areas as well. Um, which as somebody who has, has gone to different protests for various reasons, I'm Okay, with as long as they don't try to put us in a free speech zone pen, right. we've all seen how that works right. for them. It doesn't, uh, right? <laughs> uh, but how do we create that that safety barrier and buffer zone for places like Planned Parenthood and and places like uh, even Youth in Need and homeless shelters? Is that something that you think that we could do here? Would that be good? here? Is it? That...
2: that I don't know. So the Planned Parenthood in St. Charles County, which is on MidRiver's Mall Drive, right. uh, doesn't do abortions.
0: Right. They only
2: do STD okay. screenings, you know, health screenings and things like that. Um, so I don't think that's really necessary. I don't think, I know, I, I know at one point some years ago, uh, the St. Peter's City Council was going to try to deny uh, Planned Parenthood a license to continue operating in the county. And a lot of people showed up to protest that, so that was that was a good move, but um, I, I don't know that I don't know that there are any places in the county where that's necessary. Yeah. If I heard of some place, then I would certainly be all for people being safe in do going about their business. Um, but you know, and I, I've done quite. Until a bit of, Westboro
0: Baptist Church comes to town,
2: right? Well, there is that. So. Yeah, maybe some kind of ordinance for, I I don't know, hate speech
1: or... Well, here's the thing. With regard to that, that particular buffer zone, the idea would never have even come up if it weren't for the fact that people that... Uh, need to be buffered are are there to do harm and are there to cause problems. Um, you know, demonstrating and protesting is a whole other matter because people are expressing their First Amendment rights. They're talking about something that needs to change. But with regard to just Planned Parenthood as an example, the protesters uh, or the people that are adamantly opposed to. Uh, others going in for their well woman exam or uh, for whatever reason just or to, or to go in whatever. and ask questions uh, they still right. get harassed that's right they're there to do explicit harm right to others absolutely and that's where a buffer zone is needed mm-hmm. i have no problem with that whatsoever i agree um but uh it, it it is and it should be case by case basis um with regard to where those are implemented but the fact that they're even thought about is due to the, the, the propensity of violence
0: that yeah. could happen
1: in those areas.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, so, agreed. Um, so instead of being like a, a blanket, all of these places get this buffer zone, you think it should go by the place? Um, should it maybe be at the discretion of the person who owns the business or runs the business or I think it, charity. it should
1: be at the request of uh, a viable uh, entity that feels that their uh, uh, clients are being put in jeopardy yeah. or are possibly harm harm's way. And so, yes, I yeah, think that it's, you know, a request that should be submitted uh, and, you know, reviewed.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I know another major concern that I have heard within conversation, uh, even here in St. Charles County, even though with St. Charles County being the richest county in the state of Missouri per capita, um, there is still a significant population here who don't have health insurance we were kind of talking about this earlier when we were you know, discussing an event that happened last summer um, even the gap in the ability for pregnant women to receive care either through private health insurance or public health insurance um, FYI for those listening that gap does exist Big time. it does and it hurts everyone who falls into it and um, where can we make changes? Obviously, the, the health care for all, that's really, really big. But that's more than what can be done on the local level. That's state, that's federal, things like that. Right. What can we do within our community to help people who don't have access um, that's not being done? Or how can we um, create the conversation here that universal health care is imperative to the way that our community thrives?
2: Well, first of all, I think that uh, the Medicare for All under the Affordable Care Act needs to be implemented here in Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that it wasn't is a disgrace, and that's part of the reason that people are still slipping through the cracks. That's right. I agree. You know. Um, at a local level, I don't know how much there is that could be done. I think a lot of it has to be done at the state level in order to make sure that every resident of the state has insurance, because I don't know that the, that the county council, for example beyond the Department of Health, has any, you know, in- influence in that area. And Probably. obviously
0: there's more that the county Department of Health could be doing.
2: It could, yes. Uh, re- reinstating STD testing. Um, there are other things that they could be doing, you know, perhaps working more with pregnant women in the community, um, prenatal care that could be, you know, subsidized. I, I don't know what's, what's um, dual feasible. From a budgetary perspective But that's definitely something that
0: needs to be looked at I do know uh, that uh, When St. Charles County uh, They may still But I know that if you um, like sign up for the WIC program And things like that while you're still pregnant There are certain requirements that they have For you to be involved in the program And while I understand a lot of that um, like parenting classes, things like that, for uh, for people who need them. Um, for it to be a requirement is kind of a slap in the face for people who are into their adult years and feel like they have a handle on being parents. Uh, that's kind of harmful. Mm-hmm. Instead of focusing energy on that, why not focusing energy on making sure that women can get to their OBGYN monthly checkups? Right. What do you think, Patrice? Well,
1: listen, I, it's kind of timely. I just had a meeting uh, Friday evening with um, uh, four different OBGYNs, and uh, they operate both in St. Charles County and in St. Louis City. But, uh, you know, the unfortunate part is that their hands are tied with regard to the regulations and the insurance industry and how they dictate to them as physicians um, so the insurance industry
0: ties their hands on what they're correct. able to do for people? They do. And, what happened to the Hippocratic Oath? Well, they they can treat them if they, I mean, they
1: can treat anybody. Yeah. But with regard to what procedures, that, right? right yeah. Procedures are done, or reimbursement, or if you go into an emergency room thinking, you know, um, they the insurance companies can still deny payment of emergency room visits. Right. Um, and Anthem was the biggest uh, violator of that. Um, and doctors uh, that are supposed to oversee um, the uh, um, discernment of what you know needs to be paid and what should be paid aren't even looking at these these things. They're letting you know nurses and so forth yeah. uh, decide who who, uh, who should be reimbursed and so forth. Anyway, their hands are tied in a lot of respects about what treatments they can give their patients because the insurance won't allow it. Um, and they're frustrated, just like we are. Um, also about, uh, and we get into all different kinds of health care issues, um, uh, doctors in particular can't access any. We're the last state in the union that doesn't have an opioid uh, database yeah. uh, for physicians to check um, on Prescriptions that have been, you know, doled out to uh, patients and so forth. Well,
2: I will point out that uh, St. Charles County has implemented one that's yes. right, they've well, offered it to, to share it all yes. across the, absolutely. So, but the state, absolutely, which is beautiful. The state level necessary, con- you know, consistently drag their feet. Yeah, but, right. but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. All, again, because of privacy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: that's see, that's what they claim, um, but I've found um, through associations and working with certain people over the years. That there are particular politicians within the Missouri legislature who have close relationships with um, pain clinic doctors in Missouri. Don't say. Um, the most offensive ones being in the St. Louis area, believe it or not, which I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, which allows people to come in from other states and go there and and utilize their services to get whatever they want without actually having a need for it. Um, without actually having any kind of prescription. And then that either gets out into the community by, you know, resale and things like that, or it helps to perpetuate and create the opioid epidemic. Um, Just in the last two weeks, I I don't know anyone who um, has died of an opioid overdose, um, at least within the last 10 years, but I know people who do and I see how it affects them. And 8 out of 10 say, that their addiction started with legal pain prescriptions. It's,
1: it's a well-known fact. And, you know, it's uh, an abomination that our state isn't doing more to combat this. And uh, they should be uh, ashamed of themselves yeah. for uh, using the excuse of whatever issue it is not to have this database that physicians who need to see it can access. That's right.
0: And, and for allowing those doctors to
1: stay in business. Exactly. So something needs to be done. Um, and that's the hope of getting this next crop of uh, politicians in office that care about what happens to people, yeah. and not about you know again who's lining their pockets. For, yeah. um The fact that uh, uh, it's all about privacy issues, you know, for um, uh, the liberty and so forth. I, you know, I, know what? I'm tired Honestly, of hearing that.
0: I don't really care to know if any of my neighbors use painkillers and you wouldn't be able to know right you know, exactly anyway. exactly and that's the privacy issue that they i really that that's not the point i want to know i would feel much safer knowing that if any of my neighbors had that problem that they would be able to seek treatment effective treatment and be cared for to, uh, to as not perpetuate that in in the community where i just, raised my daughter
1: at as a Druggy, or uh, you know, right, and right. Instead absolutely, instead, being given the help that they need, you know, to lick their disease, yeah, and, um, you know, because it is a disease. Emergency
0: room doctors have been one of the biggest advocates for that because they see they are the front line. I mean, aside from the paramedics, they are the front line of seeing what that does to people. That's right.
1: Listen, my opponent is, is a physician, and I. And, and he should be ashamed of himself for yeah. not You're absolutely backing right. a yeah. statewide opioid database that other physicians can access. Right, yeah. And
2: I want to point out the flip side of that is that because this is such a problem, there are a lot of medical professionals out there who are reluctant to prescribe any of these drugs to people who actually do need them. Yeah. To, to, you know, I had a friend who had surgery recently. And they sent her home without with uh instructions to take a leave or, or you know, Advil, yeah. because they didn't want to prescribe a painkiller because prescription painkillers are so terrible.
0: Yeah. Well, you, a lot of, you will get addicted if I give you a seven day so prescription. Why are we not looking at alternatives? Why are we not looking at what we can give them instead? Why are we not looking at it? it Eliminating the source of that really? addiction,
1: really, because because a lot of our politicians are being uh, funded by big pharma. Yes, And that's, that, yes. that's, that's the bottom line, you know. And big
0: pharma, big chemical. I mean, they're literally going to kill us all, and that's their purpose. That's
1: exactly right.
0: They make money off of keeping people sick, so that you keep going back and buying their drugs. And now you're on eight different kinds of medication vicious, to treat
1: all your cycle. That's is. exactly
0: right. You're absolutely right. Uh, I. I feel like we have had a wonderful conversation here today, ladies. Me well, too. we have. And if you would allow
1: me to just give some addresses Please do. that people can go I,
0: to. I want you to plug your campaign. I want you to plug your website. I want you to plug your Twitter. I want you to plug Great. anything you have. And then, Christine, I want you to do the same thing. And then I'm going to do the same thing for Next Gen Dems. Well, good. Um, so people can find out more
1: information on my website, which is billings4senate.com. FOR is spelled out F O R. Uh, I have a Facebook page of the same name, uh, slash billings for senate My Twitter account is at Billings4Senate with a four, uh, number four. And um, I'd be happy to um, entertain any people that want to subscribe to the website. Um, I, I answer all of my emails and so forth, uh, patrice at billings senatecom And I very much appreciate you having us, um, you know, on and uh, being able to just have a conversation.
0: Are you on Twitter or Instagram? Uh,
1: Instagram is also billings for the number four Senate. Twitter is at billings for the number four Senate. Beautiful. Streamlined
0: just the way it should be. (laughs) I
2: like it. All right. How about you, Christine? Um, I am on Facebook at Christine for St. Charles County.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, I am on Twitter at Christine for SCC, Christine F-O-R-S-C-C. Um, my website is still under construction, but it will be christine4scc.com. Excellent. Um, and I think that's it. I'm not on Instagram, so oh. yeah. and, and I'm pretty active on Twitter. Everybody out there like our pages on yes. Facebook. It drives traffic. Yes. It really it's, does help. And if you go to my Facebook page, there's a sign-up button. You can sign up for my email newsletter. Mm-hmm.
0: Share everything, even if you don't live in the area. Uh, if you know anyone who does. If you know anyone who lives in the state of Missouri, if you don't, know, you know, <laughs> share the more that this gets around, the more that we spread the love, the more um, we can do to help everyone, which is why we're here. Oh, um, before you go
2: on, I wanted to point out that I'm drinking root beer. Yes, um, I been <laughs> yes, that's true. I've, I've <laughs> News. Here, so, yeah. <laughs> I did have a coffee stout, but it was. <laughs> and,
1: and can I just point out one thing uh, with regard to Christine's campaign and my campaign, Christine is running for one district in St. Charles County, yeah, it, but she will ultimately represent everybody in the St. Entire Charles County. County. That's and right. And the same with my Senate campaign. Senate District 2 is where I'm running. Yes. However, there are only 34 state senators in Missouri, so we will represent everybody in the state. So even if you don't live here in St. Charles County, uh, get get involved and, and help. Um, donations, contributions of any size are always welcome because we can't, uh, fight these opponents that have a big farmer in their back pocket and and big business in
0: their back pocket. That's we right. We need all the help we can get. That's right. And that goes back to being public servants, That's right. not politicians. <laughs> Absolutely. That's right. uh, and on that note, I will take a chance to um, plug Curtis's campaign. Curtis Wild for state rep, District 107 here in Missouri. Uh, on Facebook is, is Curtis Wild or... Um, Wild for Rep. Um, it is. What's your website? <laughs> Isn't it Wild for the People? Thank you, yes. <laughs> I have so many of these, and he built his website. I don't go on there much, I gotta admit. The I read it as he's Y-M-D. building, but I don't go. But yes, it is wildforthepeople.com, which is funny because even if you spell it wrong, We own them both. Yeah, that was perfect. That was a great So if you're not the the greatest of getting your Y's and your I's and your E's and all that, if if you have a hard time with vowels, we got you covered. It's all good. Uh, And this has been Next Gen Dems. Uh, Oh, don't forget to go and donate. You're going to donate to Wild for the People. You're going to donate to Billings for Senate. You're going to donate for Christine for SCC. Just donate. Just <laughs> donate. Just donate. As, uh, You're Bill, investing
1: in our campaign. That's right. It's As
0: Bill Otto likes you know, to say, we have it. all the money we need. It's just still in your pocket. Right. Thank you, Bill Otto, for that lovely quote. <laughs> I love it, and I'm officially stealing it now. Uh, this has been our first all-women's panel on Next Gen Dems. I am Chrissy Wild. This has been Patrice Billings and Christine Hedges. You can see here, not smell or taste, but you can see (laughs) it here, Next Gen Dems on Facebook at Next, N-E-X-T, Gen, G-E-N, Dems, D-E-M-S. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Next, which is just N-X-T, Gen, Dems. Um, We don't quite have a Facebook up for all of that yet, but you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Facebook. We are on podcast.com. We are on iTunes, and, of course, we are all on Twitter as well. Look us up. Share it. Spread the love as we say. And we don't know who our next um, who are our could next interviewees. It be right exactly. That's right. Whoever it is will be the right people. But if you have any questions that you would like us to ask future candidates, any questions that you have that you would like to ask these candidates here, uh, if you have questions in general or would like to be on the podcast as a, a Democratic candidate, uh, please just let us know. Reach out to us. Uh, ask your questions. Tweet your tweets. We love it all. We respond to it all. And we'll catch you all next time. Thanks, Chrissy. This has been Next Gen Dems. Patrice. Thank you so much. Thank you, Christine. Thank you, and I'm Chrissy Wild.